bringing you key insights, tips, and advice from the brightest minds in the Canadian franchise industry. This is the Franchise Canada Chats podcast. I'm Angela Cote, your host of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast, where we take you into the world of franchising. Our interviews are with franchisees, franchisors, and industry leaders who give on the pulse expert advice and share their franchising insights and experiences. Hello, Angela Cote here, and I am excited to bring you Paul Paquette, Country Manager of InExpress, and Chad Bishop, Shipping Consultant and Franchise Owner Operator in Calgary of InExpress. Just for context, a little background, my mission is to help franchisors and franchisees optimize performance and profitability by ensuring that they bring the right franchisees onto the team and ensuring that they have the best support and coaching to hit their goals and become raving fans. Now, my background comes from an upbringing with the family business, M&M Food Market, which my dad is the founder of, and we grew to almost 500 locations over the years. I'm just telling you this so you've got some context as you hear us work through the interview today and just so you're understanding where, where all this background comes from. And I have to say that when I first started advising businesses for franchisors, one of the first things I did is I joined the CFA as my dad has always raved about the education, the connections, and the support we got from the CFA. So I'm really excited to be here with fellow CFA members to continue to learn and hear their stories and have some fun. So Paul and Chad, are you guys ready to get rolling? Absolutely, Angela. And again, thanks for having us here. We're excited. I'm very excited to be here and talk about InExpress and what the opportunities have given me. So thank you very much. Awesome. Well, let's start, Paul, with you. Just for context, can you tell us a little bit about the InExpress concept and what makes it so unique within the shipping and logistics industry? Because I know that you guys are really growing like crazy, an amazing company. So what is it and what makes it unique in the industry? Thanks, Angela. So just a bit of a background to, you know, just so everybody understands where we're going with this. InExpress was actually founded back in uh, 1999 in Manchester, England by the Thompson family. So what's unique about this, it was a father, son and daughter startup business. So John, Adam and Zoe, the daughter, started the business and they heard of a very similar business back in the U.S. And they said, you know what? I like this concept. I like this model. But what we're going to do is we're going to put it on steroids and we're going to bring this to more of a global scale which they did. And for the first five, six years, you know, business was doing extremely well in the UK. And they said, you know what, off to the US, here we come. So in 20, uh, sorry, 2006, which is where Dustin Hansen joined the very first franchise uh, for an express uh, outside of the UK. And in 2009, it expanded from there, from the US into the vision of the global expansion, where it opened up in Australia, moved over to New Zealand, India, Hong Kong, Vietnam, the Netherlands, and it has now brought us to where InExpress operates in 14 countries with nearly 500 franchisees right across the world. So it's it's a unique concept and the model for InExpress is the passion that InExpress has for helping the small and mid-sized businesses thrive. 
So they believe that these small and mid-sized businesses are the businesses that fuel the economic engine for the world. And it provides the greatest opportunity for employment and development. So the mission was for the SMEs, the small, medium-sized enterprises to become more profitable and expand and provide employment opportunities and create wealth for the SMEs. And by doing that, InExpress was able to assist them by providing some trusted carriers right across the world, both on a domestic and an international basis, by allowing them to provide uh, to operate their business using InExpress with a discounted format. So they're now able to play in a big world as far as getting discounted volume rates with some of our trusted partners like DHL, the UPSs of the world, the FedEx, Campar, and just a large number of other um, partners that we have. So that has allowed these small, medium-sized businesses now to become competitive in this ongoing changing environment that we live with. Paul, I, so I got to ask, is, 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 or what, is what you're saying then that the, the focus on the small and medium enterprises, is, is that a big part of what makes it unique or maybe it is, it is what makes it unique? It is absolutely what makes us unique is we are out helping local, privately owned business owners. We're a company with, that, we're a franchise business that is small, medium-sized business owners helping small, medium-sized business owners right over the world. Got it. That is so awesome just to understand that better. And, and you touched on uh, Dustin Hansen, the CEO of InExpress Americas. I know him. He's a, an amazing young uh, CEO who understands culture, leadership. I know actually a number of people on the, the uh, leadership team in the U.S. Um, and uh, when I when I heard that that we were going to be interviewing you today, I was really excited and, and chat as well to learn a little bit more about the culture and the purpose. So we'll get more into that as we go. Um, but maybe Paul, just before we move into, I want to I want to hear Chad's story as well. But tell us a little bit about your role at InExpress. So what is country manager? So I'm the uh, country manager for Can uh, for Canada, and I work out of our Canadian head office in Burlington um, with the head office team uh, under underneath me. And our role, and it's not just myself, it's the whole head office team, which is what's important for me. There's, it's not about me. We have a solid team of experts that work here out of our head office team. And our goal is to help support our franchisees, encourage them, ensure they have the right tools to manage and operate their business successfully. I'm out there always trying to figure out different ways so that we can improve our service offerings, um, our overall business growth for our franchisees and customers. So my ultimate role besides the support is just to work with everybody so that we can continue the rapid growth that we have been seeing over the last you know, 18 months with this pandemic that we've been going through. Awesome. Well, I'm going to give you a shout out right now because I, I again, I know a number of the leadership team, one of them, uh, her name is Christina Chambers, and she she's the uh, 
one of the yeah. franchise recruitment people there. And she spoke very highly of you. And I told her that I was interviewing you. So she said, Paul is amazing, uh, a great leader and uh, somebody that, you know, that, that really uh, cares about the franchisees. Like she, she literally said this, I'm not making it up. She said, he really cares. So um, I'm really excited to get to, to spend time with you right now. And so speaking of franchisees though, let's, let's go over to Chad because I'd love to hear your story. Um, you know, I, I, I always love, to hear what was it that led you to choose the brand you're with. And the reason I love hearing it is because our audience, especially here is a lot of people that are thinking, maybe thinking about becoming a franchisee, but they don't know how to do it or how to finally, you know, decide who to, who to partner with. And sometimes it's a little more obvious, like a, a new mom might become a franchisee of a mom's fitness business. And she, maybe she was a client and she, thought, oh, this is good. And, or, or people love dogs. So they search out a dog franchise concept, but when it comes to shipping, I don't know if it's because you loved the idea of shipping Chad. I'm wondering, it might not seem on the surface that there's, you know, that, oh, I love shipping. So why did you choose an express? Tell us a little bit about your story. Oh, thanks, Angela. My brother Garrett and I, we attended the Calgary franchise show looking to join a partnership and work for ourselves. There are many different franchises in the franchise companies at the show. And we discussed the low overhead and express model with no overhead, little staffing requirements, no assets, and no immediate brick and mortar storefront to have. So it was an easy choice. Having dealt with LTL and small personal carriers in my previous roles, made me realize that carriers were lacking customer service. They really didn't truly care about the customer's needs. So with the InExpress model, we were able to find a way to bring that service level back to the industry. And I, I guess that's the biggest reason why we went that route, low overhead and bringing something that was missing in the industry. That's awesome. That's a good reminder for me that that is often something that draws people going, there's a market opportunity here. I see the market opportunity, but combined with the low invet, like the low overhead, you're hitting on a really important point for anybody that's listening, that's thinking, you know, I'm thinking of becoming a friend or I'd like to own my own business or I've, I've, I've heard this word franchise and I'm learning that it doesn't always mean like a quick service restaurant and that I don't have to have $500,000 to become a small business owner, that I can get into small business, you know, again, as, or no, I shouldn't say again, but as we always say in franchising, uh, for yourself, but not by yourself. Um, and, and so when you were having uh, the first initial conversations, um, you know, you're at this trade show and, and speaking with the InExpress team, um, was, there, did, was there also a feeling that, like there's all the analytical, the data that, you know, I like the model. I like, I like the, there's a market opportunity here. Was there also kind of a, a feeling like, yeah, this feels right. Or, or, or was it more about the numbers and the metrics and the data? No, I think the biggest thing was that right from the person at the franchise show to the initial discovery period with InExpress, you could see the model that was working for many other individuals mm -hmm. and the, the unity of a company, no matter how far we're spread across the world, there's still unity. You can feel that you have the ability to speak with somebody, whether it be the U S or in Canada, one of the original franchise owners in Canada, it was really just that team environment that 
you you miss lots in a in a corporate world, but in a franchise system, it was it was really there. Mm-hmm. And not all, sadly, not every franchise system has that, and that's that's what's so amazing about an express and and. I bring that up because again, we just, I get, we hear this all the time in, you know, with prospective franchisees thinking like, how do I know at the end of the day, like, how do I, how do I take that leap? And so I think it's a formula of, you know, there's this due diligence that you do on, on sort of the hard data or the the technical tactical things that you're looking at. And then for you, there was this sense of team and collaboration and feeling like, yeah, I know I can do that. So that's actually perfect. Cause I wanted to ask what, if, are you able to give any examples of things that the home office team that you have felt, sorry, uh, yeah, Chad, that you have seen or felt that that helps you feel more a part of this team? Well, I, I think I think first off, the franchisees, franchisees right across America or Canada, you can reach out to them mm-hmm. and, and they'll answer questions that you have or help you troubleshoot. I know when we were looking at a second unit um, of owning, we reached out to a couple multi-franchise owners in the U.S. and they gave us the pros and cons. And, and we didn't know them from Adam, but they were willing to work with us. And then I, I think just, just working through the process of InExpress's discovery to realize who you're meeting with and who cares about your future and what they can provide for you. I think that was just the two biggest sellers for us. That's amazing. And I, I always, like when, when you look at a franchise opportunity, I would always look for, is there that collaboration? Because if there isn't, then there's a real missed opportunity because there's all these franchisees running the same business in different markets, facing the same challenges. So uh, the franchisor should be providing opportunities to bring you together and leverage that. So that's that's amazing. And I, I hear you guys have really good conferences as well. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> we hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Did you know that Franchise Canada has a newsletter sent twice a month that's packed full of fresh franchise opportunities? With Franchise Canada e-news, you get new content from Franchise Canada magazine, franchisee success stories, industry news about CFA members, educational videos all about franchising, and you can keep up to date on the newest episodes of the Franchise Canada Chats podcast that you're listening to right now. Plus, by subscribing to Franchise Canada e-news, you get a free subscription to Franchise Canada magazine. Subscribe now at FranchiseCanada.online. Now, back to the podcast episode you are enjoying. I've actually, um, so again, Dustin Hansen, the CEO of, of in Express Americas actually did a talk at the CFA um, uh, annual convention, which happens every April, um, maybe about four years ago, I met him and his talk was to help other franchisors with how to run a convention or conference that draws people in and how do you make it so they want to come back, which is a common challenge for franchisors. And it sounds like, sounds like in Express has that well figured out. So um, actually that leads perfectly into my next question for you, Paul, you know, I'm really, I'm, I am a big believer myself in the importance of fostering a really positive uh, culture and that, that culture trickles throughout the company. And, it, and I imagine that it explains a lot of the exciting growth that an express has had in Canada. So maybe if you could speak to some of what you do at an express 
to, to ensure that your customers have a positive and satisfying experience. Cause it, it sounds like it starts in the, you know, it starts in the, the uh, home office and trickles down to the customer level. So what are some things yeah, that you do to ensure that for the customer? Great question, Angela, and something that for me personally, I'm very passionate about. Um, I'm a very big believer in company culture, which is one of the things that uh, definitely attracted myself to the company. Um, But it's important for us to make sure that um, the people feel excited about coming to work. And if you look at a a 24-hour workday, or sorry, 24-hour day, eight hours of it is work. So you're spending 30% of your time you know, at work with your colleagues. So it's important that they feel that they're making a difference. And you know, for myself personally, I wake up in the morning, I wake up for two reasons. The first reason why I wake up is for myself. It's to make a positive impact on Paul Paquette. And the second reason why I wake up in the morning is to make a positive impact on others. So the culture of an express and my beliefs is just a beautiful match. And the people need to make sure that they're, they feel that they're making a difference. And to do that, we have to be able to trust the people that work for us, our staff, and the trust comes by empowering them to do their job, to learn from it. They're not always gonna do things right. They're gonna make mistakes. But by empowering them, they, they feel like they're part of the team and they're making a difference. And the Canadian team here, I can't be more proud of the team that we have at head office and specifically the franchisees. You know, they, through this whole global pandemic, they've been nothing but resilience. Uh, they've been able to shift their business and you know, try new things. And most importantly, uh, you know, they've accepted and followed some of the new processes that have, been, that have been put in place during this pandemic. And because of that, you know what, InExpress franchisees and InExpress corporate have been able to sustain some, some uh, substantial growth during this pandemic. And, you know, we're recording some historic numbers for Canada this year. And by doing that, Head office here, we've been able to bring on five new franchisees into our system this year. We've been able to double our uh, headcount at head office, and we couldn't have done that without our franchisees out there. And they're the ones that are out there, you know, in the trenches, selling themselves, selling our service, selling our value. And the other part of our business where I think a lot of people sometimes forget to talk about is the partners that we have behind us. And we have some of the best partners right across the world as far as our carrier partners, such as the DHLs, you know, the peer leaders, UPSs, the campers that are allowing us to meet our customers' needs, exceed our customers' needs without missing a beat during this whole thing. So I'm very proud with everything that we have here in Canada. Yeah, and 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 Express. Um, I have the the fortune of spending uh, time every week with with a lot of franchisors in a roundtable that I run. And again, I'm mentioning Christina Chambers again. She's she's on the leadership team. Uh, works for Dustin Hansen in in the U.S. 
And throughout the, you know, when everybody else's businesses were just halted to a, like grinding to a halt, you know, she's like, uh, we're, we're growing. <laughs> so it's, it's a, I'd like to call it a pretty pandemic proof business. It's a very, like, it's a, it's a very essential needs business, which if anybody's thinking, you know, is that a business I want to, when you're looking at businesses, not to, you know, there are business, all, a lot of businesses, franchise companies made it through because they're a franchise, because they had the support of each other. But then the ones that are a service like yours really thrived. And um, so it's definitely a great opportunity. So I just want to zero in a little bit more though on the customer experience. So as a, as a customer, like what is, what are some things you do at an express to ensure that your customers have a good experience? Are there actually, um, you know, I'm just thinking back to my days at M&M, you know, we had certain rules that we followed in, in, in a fun way, but customers were greeted within a certain uh, number or, or really seconds of entering the door. We made sure we acknowledged them. And then we always thanked them instead of people saying, oh, thanks, thank you. And they walked away and people would, you know, often cut companies would, oh, you're welcome. No, we would say, no, thank you. <laughs> you you came and shopped with us. So are there, is there anything that you can speak to of a specific example of your customer's uh, experience? What comes to mind for me is our customers, they're picking up a phone number and they're dialing that phone number and they're getting chat on the other line. They're not getting an automated number. They're not going through push extension three, then push extension one. They're dealing with the owner of a company. They're dealing directly with a live person. They can call them any time of the day. And that is huge, especially in the logistics service industry, because nothing's perfect in this world. And especially now with everything going on with uh, uh, shipments coming out of China, you're reading, hearing all over the news right now with the abundance of containers that are left in the ocean. They're talking to someone live and they're talking to someone that cares because it's their business. And it just keeps coming back to the culture. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's our people. We have some, some of the best people in my 30 years in the logistics world that I have seen in this, in this company. And, we're proud of them. And at corporate here, we're here to, to back them. We're, su we're supporting them. If they have challenges or issues, they can pick up the phone and call Paul Paquette, or they can pick up the phone and call anybody in our office and we answer. So we're front and center. And I think that's the biggest thing for us, which is what's making us successful. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it's, it's the, the, the franchisees and the, and the people on the team that can access whoever they need, but also your customers can, can access a, 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 sorry, a real human. And I just had like, I just had some like flashbacks to, you know, recently, especially with all the, um, just with, during the pandemic, a lot of, you know, things got automated and became more, um, technical and technological, but to hear that there's still a human involved is, is really powerful. Um, so, and Chad, I also would like to ask you when it comes to this collaboration, you said that you can pick up the phone and um, call other franchise owners. Um, we uh, referenced the conferences earlier. Um, when it comes to like things that happen for collaboration and culture, what what's something that stands out for you? Like, is it that you get the most out of like, is it, is, is there like a, a monthly zoom call or anything like that? Or the conference itself, you leave feeling energized and connected. Maybe you can speak to that collaboration. So I think that as every business owner knows, you have your peaks and valleys in dealing with the business. And by the end of the year, 
sometimes you can feel really defeated. So with the conference or the convention being in a warm place mm-hmm. in typically March in the U.S., for me, it's a great place to get re-energized, speak with top performers, and just hear what's coming down the pipeline of exciting news and really bring that back with me. And that usually lasts the entire year just because of normal business and personal life stuff that you get deflated after a while. So that convention is the biggest thing. And then in Canada, I have a couple key franchisees that I connect with and just just work with to find out what how they've dealt with issues or how they've re-engaged customers that they have potentially lost out on or anything like that. So it, it's just really a, a great dynamic, a team environment. And with that team environment, I also present that to my customers. I act like an extension of their team so that they know we're working together for their best interest. And, and that really builds the trust for them. That's amazing. I, I love it. You're speaking my language with this, um, having a few franchisees that you reach out to. When I was a friend, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I was a franchisee for 18 years of, of M&ME jobs, family business. And I was 25 years old. And I remember like, how do I get the employees to listen to me? <laughs> how do I get the employees to like follow the rules and all these things? And so I, I found other franchisees in the system through the help of my, what we called at the time field consultant, you know, our field person and said like, who, who can I call to get help with this? And the next thing you know, the person that I connected with became a mentor that I could reach. Out. And then I think I became a mentor and almost to her in that you know, she was learning from my questions. So that's one of the just amazing things about franchising is that built-in network. So, um, so Chad, what do you love most about being an Inexpress franchisee? It's, it's really hard to narrow it down to one thing um, of what I love about Inexpress. So I'm going to give you top three, if that's okay. Oh, I love it. Yeah, for sure. So self-employment really gives me the freedom to have a a great work-life balance. InExpress provides the best training and knowledge out of any company that I've worked for or with in my 35 years of working life. Um, Simply, if you follow the steps of the business itself, it's a winning model. I truly enjoy speaking with my peers, and we both receive and provide guidance. Our leaders make it easy to connect with them. And again, our conferences are educational, and, and it really that key opportunity to get re-engaged in the business and feel good about what you're doing. Awesome. That's, that's uh, really helpful to understand the training and support is something that we might want to just go a little deeper on. Um, because again, that, you know, anybody that's thinking of becoming a franchisee, they're like, what does that mean that you're going to help me get up and running? You know, what, what are you actually going to do? So Chad, can you speak to it a little bit to like what your initial training was like? For sure. So, so there's, there's the initial boot camp, and, and that's what they referenced it to as when I started in 2017. I don't know what they referenced to it as now, but it was getting engaged with the system. Obviously, there's software that you work with, and there's also the sales model that InExpress teaches you. You definitely have to alter it to suit your personal needs and your regional needs, because every region is different. But the base of what you're trying to do for customers is relevant in anywhere you go. So I guess, I guess that would be where I'd have to lead off at. 
Yeah. And then, and then obviously I, I can, I've heard already a lot of ways that you get the ongoing support through, through the leadership team, through the fellow franchisees and, and wherever else you can get it and need it. So that's awesome. Um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. So you are now a multi-unit franchisee and it's always an interesting thing because sometimes people go in thinking I'm just going to own one, or maybe eventually I might, might, you know, um, grow to to have a couple more territories, whereas other people come in really planning, I'm going to be growing this big for you. Did you, was that, how did that come about? Like, did you have success with one and then go, Hmm, I want to kind of grow here. So the biggest reason of obtaining a second franchise, it already had a customer base in place and it was an early way to get cash flow injected into our business. With that being said, it allowed me to grow the brand new franchise and have that cash flow influx to support the business. Um, I was re- I was able to reach out to customers that were already shipping, get a feel what they liked and didn't like about shipping with the previous owner of that uh, second unit. I used that feedback to interact with new customers and figure out how best to meet their needs. I may have underestimated splitting my time between the two franchises between retaining customers and building the customer base. But in the end, it served us well. That's great. I went through this experience myself going from one to two and then actually to a third one. And um, I think it's important if people, you know, to think about your leadership skills and, and like, there's more to it. You're, you're kind of moving out of the business a little bit, aren't you? Like, have you had to figure out, and I'm sure through support again, from your amazing leadership team, but how do I, how do I not be so hands-on in the business? Is that something you had to work through? Yeah, for sure. With having the second franchise with the, with the customer base already there, it allows us the cash flow to bring on a customer service person because as the initial face of the company, um, I was the cold call person. I was a salesperson. I was the customer service person. And I was dealing with everything related to the business. So that second franchise gave us the influx of cash to help bring on a customer service person that took a lot of the day-to-day things out, out of, off my plate so that I could simply focus on growing the businesses. That's a really important uh, point because I think when people start, they, you know, you picture yourself, <clears throat> well, I guess some people will picture themselves just turnkey. I'm going to get a franchise and go sit, go sit in the back and <clears throat> make phone calls. And, you know, that's not what it's like. And, and we'll come to that a little bit more in a minute, but um, you know, you get in there and you do the grind and, and other people, I guess some people picture themselves just working in the business. Um, and so it's something for people to think about in advance that, you know, if there are opportunities to grow, you can get, you can get into new territories and, um, and you could have eventually 10 of these, if you, you know, if you figure out how to, uh, step back and, and put people in place, like you just said, like a customer service representative. Um, so, uh, do you, you might not have an answer to this, but I'm curious if you think you'll grow into more territories at this point, at some point. There's always that possibility, but we have to make sure what we have, we're doing better yeah. before we grow into another one. 
That's a good answer. I think a lot of people, they, they grow, they have more territories, but they make less money. So you've got to do it right first and then, and then move on. Um, Paul, did you want to add anything to that? Just on the, on the topic of the multi-unit, you know, helping people go from one to two to three or whatever it is. The only thing I would add is, um, you know, I really encourage people to, you know, consider that multi-unit concept. But before they get into it, they really have to, you know, think about themselves, you know, how this is going to fit into their business, you know, and about putting the right people in the right spot. So Chad mentioned, you know, he had the ability to bring on a customer service rep. So the model is there. The model works. It's a proven model. And I just encourage people to, uh, because entrepreneurs take risks. That's why we're entrepreneurs are in risks. So, you know, to take that second risk sometimes is a little nervous for people. They've already taken that first risk, but you've already done it. You've proven it works for the first one. Let's go do it again. And you're employing people too, which is another very powerful thing. You're impacting people's lives. And, you know, to be able to sit back and say, you know, I've impacted this individual's life with their spouse, their children, you know, look at the lifestyle they have now. What, what a great success story that is. You know what? I'm really glad you brought that up. I meant to bring this up because again, shipping, it's like, you know, if you're running a, a senior um, care program, you're helping seniors. It's very purpose. It feels very purpose-driven or a fitness. You're helping people be healthy. And it's, it's, I think it, what I, what I've heard again, over and again from people that on that leadership team is that there's, there's this real feeling of purpose that the franchisees get in that they're helping customers, but they're also providing these, you know, providing these employment opportunities and growing teams and, and, and Chad, I'm sure like your customer service representative, they, that you're giving fostering growth in them as well, as you continue to grow, um, grow the business. I wanted to also go back to something um, you, I think, I forget which one of you said it earlier, but you just said it for sure, Paul, um, about the model. And when we look at franchise systems and we look at who are the top performers, funny thing is, it's usually the ones who just follow the system, you know, and, and, and sorry, just by system, I want to clarify, we don't, we, we mean, you know, we mean wearing the uniform and, and the sort of the obvious things, but we also mean when, when a franchise owner says, how do I get customers in the door? And you say, this is what you do. Here are things you can do to get customers. Let's get, let's, you know, get a plan in place, what you're going to do. Well, guess what? If you don't do that, you're not going to get customers. So there's some hard work involved, but it's, it's kind of easy work. Like not, I shouldn't say easy, but easy in that you're, you've got that person telling you what you need to do. So I'm, I heard you say that. I just want to really emphasize that if you follow the model, all those, that's where the, then you'll end up as the top performer. I hear over and over again. It's so true. And, you know, it just, I think it's even before following the model, you know, you got to even take a step further back and say, you know, am I the right fit for this franchise? You know what, can I, am I what they're looking for? So it's not always just, I want to buy an Express franchise and I'm going to make lots of money. You know what? Are you the right fit? One of the new things we're doing this year, um, we're just in the midst of launching in the next 30 days, is we're doing self-assessments on all our franchisees, owners, 
and any up and coming franchisees to see that they're a right fit. Because the last thing you want, you know, as, as a franchisor, as a leader of the country, is to bring in franchisees that are not successful. You want people to be successful. So we've taken a different, um, a slight different approach this year where we're assessing people. And from those assessment results, our national sales manager, our coaching team um, that we have here at head office is going to be using this new model to provide continuous coaching, continuous training, along with the model process that's already working. So we're just adding another layer, another component Mm -hmm. to make sure everybody's successful. And that's going to be announced this year at our uh, convention where we all have fun. Although, yeah, where you have fun, although you just announced it here. So (laughs) just between us for now. Yeah. Just between (laughs) the three of us. Okay. Um, But all kidding aside, um, I, I uh, hear you and I, you know, one of the things in my business, like I mentioned at the beginning, I'm, I'm trying to help people with how to figure that out, that, that, how, how do you get a, a person, how do you assess whether this person is going to be a high performer? And again, it's not because we, we want them to be a high performer. So we make money. We want them to be a high performer as a franchisor because the number one driver of franchise company growth is profitable, happy franchisees. So everybody needs to win. That's the only way it works. So how do we look at a Chad and go, chat like what does he need to have to be successful and now you have franchisees that are successful so what i'm hearing is you're assessing their traits to and then seeing if the new people coming in do you have those traits um I, okay cool and so i created a, a a resource about the 10 traits of a top performing uh D, the top the dna of a top performing franchisee it's it's available on my website if anyone wants to go find it i'd love for you someday to paul look at that and see if, if how, how you can grade me and see if i got everything but it's basically in general what makes a good franchisee um it's not necessarily for you know sometimes there's going to be brand specific like maybe in in express i'm just throwing it out there maybe having a bit of comfort level with technology might be something but in a child care well you have to kind of like kids right or if you if it's something to do with dogs you kind of have to like dogs but there is this foundational dna that makes a good franchisee now you're, you guys are taking that to the next level and looking at your own franchisees and saying what are the traits we see of the top performers so that that when we bring people in they're going to be happy and they're going to be successful um so that segues perfect into this next question that i wanted to ask is you know chad for you was there anything that you underestimated about business ownership uh, prior to becoming a franchisee? And I'm going to, I'm going to plant a seed you can maybe talk about, but you don't have to, but we already kind of hit, hit on it a bit that it's a franchise. It's, it, there's a system like even with m M&M, people would say, Oh, you, you know, you, that's it. You just turn the light on and away you go. Customers are going to come in the door. And I was like, no, we actually had to work hard. So I think that's one of the myths is that it's not going to be hard, hard work. I don't know if you had that in your head or if there's anything else that even stood out more. So uh, I think the biggest thing about underestimating the franchise or, or my business itself is that because I wore so many hats at the beginning, I was everything. Customers to this date still contact me because I'm the owner. Even though I have two other key players with my business, my partner, Garrett, who is also an owner, and my customer service rep, Tracy, they're very knowledgeable. They know everything that I know, and we all 
run into things that we don't know and we have key contacts at all of our carriers or head office that we get the answers that we need for our customers. So we're, it's an ever evolving knowledge that you're gaining for your customers. But customer, I didn't realize that customers would be so sticky to speak with Chad. And it's, it's nothing against my colleagues because they're all great. It's just how the business evolved. And as we grow our business and our customer base, all three of us are focused on making those relationships for our customers to anyone, any three of us in our specific business so that they feel comfortable and trustworthy speaking with anybody, knowing that they can get back to them within a certain time period and give them the answers that they need. So that's, that's basically... Yeah. I am uh, flashing back when when I would hop into my store when I hadn't been there for a little while and the customers like, you're here, like they couldn't believe it. And I think the main point there that the nugget, the takeaway is that that's what that's a huge part of why the franchise model is so fat or so fantastic is that you connect with people and they they know that you're the one they're supporting. It's not I'm supporting some corporate office in, you know, in, in Mexico or whatever, like far away somewhere I don't know there's a human there back to this human people connection, you know, they, they, that's, that's why it works. So um, that's, that was a great point. Really uh, good insights. And I think further to your, your second part where you wanted me to think, I think the biggest thing to be successful is, is running with the plan that the franchisor gives working that to fit your needs, but also being self-motivated, self-driven, disciplined, so that you're not taking time off because you own your own business, that you're really driving that business forward. And, and I mean, really just get up, get dressed and get out there is the easiest thing I can say to any prospect business owner, because if you don't want to do it, then it, it just, it's not going to work for you having a name of InExpress. It's, it's, people aren't just going to flood to you. You still have to do all the hard work to grow that business name and, and, and your, your own image. I love that you pointed that out. Cause that is probably one of the biggest misconceptions. I think people have that, that uh, franchisors are trying to help their franchisees with is like, you still got to get out there. You still have to put in the time. So Paul, I'd love to hear if you have anything to add to that as well. Um, you know, the only thing I, I would add is, you know, most people I bought a franchise, you know, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to go on a boat and I'm just going to watch the money come in. Doesn't work that way. It's sweat equity. You got to put in the sweat equity to make this work. And you got to, to Chad's point, you got to have the drive, the passion, and the willingness. But the neat thing that I like seeing and hearing from everybody, and Chad mentioned, is customers still want to call them. They want to call him directly. That's a trust factor. That's a difference with InExpress that we have with our customers. We have direct relationships, direct rapports with them that they don't want to talk to anybody else but us. And it, it just it says a lot about our, uh, our Canadian team that we have out there representing themselves in the InExpress brand. And, right. you know, it's something to be proud of because that's, oh. that, that's earned. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so when that customer is sitting there, you know, Chad's customer that knows Chad and he's he or she is sitting there thinking, well, maybe I'll try the competitor. They're popping up in my, uh, you know, Facebook feed or whatever. But 
but no, I want to support Chad and I want to support his business and his family and his, his team. So it, yeah, it, that again, this is why franchising is so amazing. Cause if you, if it was a corporate model, there would be, there wouldn't be a Chad. I mean, there might be someone coming and going, but because he's invested in this, he's, he's there, right. He's there for the long term. So uh, there's another plug plug for Inexpress because you guys are awesome and plug for uh, franchising the franchise model in general. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here again. I can't resist giving another shout out to the CFA for their amazing work they're doing to help people understand, you know, small business ownership is, 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 is a lot more accessible than people think. There's amazing brands out there that are lower investment, low overhead, uh, like in express and with great team cultures and, you know, um, it, it takes sometimes take a little leap of faith, but uh, look at, look, look at Chad. He's <laughs> sitting here looking pretty happy to me. Yeah. So thank you so much, uh, Paul and Chad for being here and I will, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Thank you, Angela. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. For more franchising resources, including how-to articles, expert advice, franchisee success stories, and franchise opportunities, visit FranchiseCanada.online. Don't forget to subscribe to Franchise Canada e-news while you're there. You can also learn more about franchising at CFA.ca and connect with specific franchise opportunities at lookforafranchise.ca. Now go be awesome.